I just renewed a contract with one of my clients, but I didn't just renew the contract, we actually upped the capacity that we're gonna be working together. This means more posts across fewer platforms. Parallel with the rise of platforms like TikTok, Parler, and Clubhouse, there's also been a rise in a sense of anxiety around which platforms you're supposed to be on. So that begs the question, which platforms should you be on? Well, my litmus test is simple. Does this platform provide new or smaller users with fresh organic impressions at scale? Let's look at one of the platforms that I just mentioned, TikTok. I think everybody is really familiar with the absurdity or at least the uh, interesting benefits that TikTok can provide new or smaller users. Uh, they have the much lauded for you page in which anybody, no matter if you just started your content or you have millions of followers, can reach an audience that is completely based on the algorithm, that's completely based on new eyes. This is the equivalent of if every time you post something on Instagram, you had just as much of a chance as a big creator uh, to reach the explore page as you did if you were smaller or a new account. This is something that we really haven't seen before or weren't really accustomed to. I think when you think about the big three platforms, I'm gonna put quotes around the big three platforms, we often talked about Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. And those platforms, for the most part, I'm going to speak really generally right now, for the most part, don't hold up to this litmus test of do they provide uh, new or smaller users with the potential to reach these fresh organic eyeballs. But you do have these legacy platforms like Facebook and Twitter where the engagement rates are abysmal and content, to be quite honest with you, isn't being shown to new uh, users that are relevant in whatever niche that you're, you're working with. Facebook's engagement rate is infamously like way lower than 1%. I just pulled it up here and it's below one-tenth of a percent. So it's 0.09 of a percent, uh, which is really, really ridiculously low. And I think Facebook in a lot of ways has become a pay-to-play platform. Uh, but Twitter is a very similar way. There are, are of course, people that have uh, this viral potential. And I think Twitter is doing a better job um, opening up the potential uh, through showing people's likes uh, on uh, on their followers' timelines or through a, a number of other um, things with, with trending tabs and, and different things like that, where they are starting to expose new and smaller accounts um, to a, a wider base of people. But, but still, it's really hard to gain traction if you just don't already have that existing base of followers. So that's why when I get the question uh, from clients, new or uh, old, is that what platform should I be on? What platform should my business be on? You know, we've been on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the past 10 years, but we haven't seen any growth. Uh, we keep getting the same people liking our content. Where should I be? I can see that there are platforms like TikTok popping up or like or features like Instagram Reels popping up, but it's just so overwhelming and it's just so hard to know where I should be. And, and that's a totally justified anxiety. I think it's really, really hard if you're not somebody like me who exists in the space. And to be quite honest with you, even somebody like me who is consistently having their head in the social media world, it's still really overwhelming. And so I, I cannot imagine somebody who does not deal with this in their day to day, does not get paid uh, to, to care about any of this stuff. It, it does seem like there's always something new popping up and that like you can never keep up. So why not just stick to the three platforms that have uh, the largest audience in the country that, that you're working in? And I think for America, uh, the, the three that are uh, have the largest audience, or if not are just the most uh, traditionally popular are again, the Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter. I said the Instagram like I was some 40-year-old. And so when there are these new platforms that pop up, again, I mentioned TikTok, I think that people get scared. They get rightfully hesitant because there's new platforms that pop up. There hasn't really been one in, let's say, five to seven years that have supplanted those three that I've mentioned. And so why do you care about it? Well, 
this all comes back to my litmus test and I really encourage you to adopt this for yourself, which is, does it provide new or smaller users? Because a lot of the clients that I work with, and I'm sure people listening, uh, unless you have thousands or millions of followers, which kudos to you, thank you for listening, uh, but I'm sure that you probably would categorize yourself in that new to smaller user um, base. So how do you get these fresh and organic um, impressions or eyeballs at scale? Because that's really what organic social media is all about. That's really what I try to achieve as a social media manager. Of, of course, there are people that you can pay um, to run ads. You know, I, I can help you do that as well. But when people look at organic social media, you know, they want to pay for somebody to distribute content and not have to pay for it to be seen. They, they want, uh, you know, a person like me to know how to get it seen organically. And, and, and that's the goal. And I think that's where, uh, and people rightfully assume, where you get the most uh, authentic uh, engagements, where you get the most positive revenue impact for your business uh, when these uh, impressions, shares, uh, engagements are happening naturally, are happening organically. So a platform like TikTok, where the entire feed of a user is comprised of content that an algorithm picks. So it could be from, and the way TikTok's algorithm works is that content that shows up can be from any size user is really, really powerful. So if a business owner or an account owner were to come to me and say, should I be on TikTok? I think my first answer would be, well, are you already reaching uh, new organic users at scale on, on other platforms? And if you are, great. You probably don't need to be on TikTok. You maybe don't need to be on TikTok unless you want to double down on that. Uh, but if you aren't, TikTok's a great opportunity for you to reach these users that you might not be reaching on Facebook or that you might not be reaching on Twitter. Uh, in a similar sense, there are a lot of anti-examples. Like I just mentioned, Facebook having less than a 10% engagement rate uh, that's probably not a great place to spend your time. If you're starting to start a new a, a new social media account, a Facebook page probably isn't the great the greatest place to do it because there isn't as much potential for you to be seen by a bunch of these new users. That's just not the way that Facebook's really mature algorithm works this time. Another example that I think a lot of people hear about a lot in the uh, Carmen parlance is Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse is a really popular platform for those of you who don't know, although I'm not sure if any of you are listening to me and also don't know what Clubhouse are. Uh, it is an audio only platform where people can hop into what are called rooms and have these live discussions. Think of it like a, like a live podcast um, happening on the specific platform. Uh, it's also sort of like a panel or a speaking arrangement where people are on stage and then there are people that are listening and you can get called up to speak um, in this or on this panel um, in Clubhouse. And it can't be recorded and it can't be like redistributed anywhere. It only exists live. And then once it's done, it's done. And I remember being asked a couple times, like, hey, what do you think about this Clubhouse thing? And, and I went back to my litmus test, which is, is it allowing me to reach fresh and organic eyeballs at scale? And I think when you think about Clubhouse, there's a really, really cool opportunity to hop into rooms with people that you might only know online and talk about what you're an expert in, uh, talk about what you're passionate about, and then at the end sort of pitch yourself. Um, I think that's a really cool way to reach uh, thousands, uh, if not just hundreds of people that are listening to you live um, and impact them and drive them to a different platform that you might have. But there are also ways within platforms features to achieve the similar goal. My first thought goes to Instagram Reels. Uh, when you post a reel, Instagram likes that because it's a new feature. It's trying to compete with TikTok. So it's trying to incentivize people to post more reels. Um, and when you post a reel, they like it and they're more likely to show it to uh, new people on the explore page or through their own real TikTok style feed where it's showing you um, content 
based on people you largely don't follow. Um, and it's fed to you based largely on an algorithm. So that's a really good opportunity, similar to how TikTok does it, to, as a new or smaller account, uh, grow your following in front of relevant eyeballs. I think this conversation is also really contextual around which platforms you should be on. I think it's primarily based on the industry that you're in. If you think you fall into a B2C industry, I think a lot of what I just said is really relevant. If you think you fall into a B2B industry, what I just said might not be 100% relevant to you, and you might want to think about things like LinkedIn or Pinterest. I think these, again, are platforms that have really powerful algorithms that are showing uh, smaller or newer accounts content to a wide variety of people. And I, and I think it's worth mentioning at this point that when I talk about showing your content to as many people as possible, of course, that's awesome. And I think these algorithms are getting really scary smart. And I think they're getting really scary effective in the types of content they're showing people. I think they do a really good job at showing really hyper-relevant content to a very specific audience. I think TikTok's a great example. If any of you have spent any amount of time on TikTok, you get that if you interact just once with a uh, video about crushing things with a hydraulic press, you're going to get five more videos about crushing things with a hydraulic press. Uh, just because TikTok can pick up on things just like that, just by you sticking around a video and watching it for a little longer. And so it's not so much about showing your videos or your content to as many people as possible. It's about showing them to as many relevant people as possible. So uh, I think, like I said, TikTok does a great job at that. Instagram, the Explorer feeds are really hyper curated to the specific user. Uh, and so that can come back to when you're posting content, making sure that it's consistent in tone and consistent in style. So you can help the algorithm know what kind of content you're posting and what kinds of people to feed it to. I want to close out by saying there's always going to be new platforms that pop up. There are several that I didn't mention in this video that are popular right now, and there's going to be more that are going to pop up down the line and, and, and fizzle out. And I think it is a valid critique to say, well, these platforms are always going to come and go, and they're not going to have the staying power that some of the big ones have. But while I do think that's true to a certain extent, uh, I also think you need to recognize where the momentum is behind them and if you can ride that momentum to make any amount of impact on your business. I think a really good example of this is Clubhouse. I think it had a lot of momentum behind it a month ago, two months ago. I don't think it has as much momentum behind it now, but if you're the type of person that hopped onto Clubhouse early and you recognize that momentum, you said, hey, this could be impactful to me and my business. You hopped on, you were able to, in a long form way, which is really impactful, speak about your expertise and speak about what you're passionate about and drive people to your LinkedIn, drive people to your Instagram. I heard stories of people gaining thousands of followers after dropping into a couple clubhouse rooms because uh, they were able to speak to a really hyper-relevant group of people that resonated with what they had to say, and that moved them over to their Instagram and LinkedIn. I think a very th similar thing can be said about TikTok. Whatever you think TikTok staying power is, uh, I think a lot of people on that platform's end goal is to get to another platform. I think people that get popular on TikTok are always trying to push you to their Instagram, always trying to push you to their YouTube because they recognize those platforms have longer staying power and they're just trying to ride this momentum um, of a social platform that they're not sure will stick around. I mean, you saw this last September where we weren't sure if TikTok was even going to be legal in the United States past the year of 2020. So when considering new platforms, always remember to consider the litmus test I laid out is that does it provide new or smaller users with fresh, organic, and relevant, that's an important note there, and relevant impressions at scale. And if you think it does, if you think you could utilize that platform to get you in front of people that would like what you do, would resonate with what you do, then it might be worth considering getting on that platform 
and at the very least, creating content, gathering up all these vanity metrics at the time that you want, gathering up all these likes and all these followers. And while you might not know the value of the likes or followers on that platform, uh, the same way that you can know the value of a like or a follower on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can ride that wave, uh, you can ride the hype, and you can try to convert some of these people, even if it's a small percentage of these people, over to following your Instagram or your YouTube channel or your LinkedIn profile or whatever that may be. So this is not a directive as much as it is something to consider. I think it's one of the more popular questions I get asked on a daily basis is that what platform should I be on? Again, I think it's a very circumstantial question, but I think if you have a really solid set of rules or even just one litmus test like I laid out here, I think it's going to help direct your energies and your focuses on social media in the future. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this far, make sure to go connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you found me from this podcast, make sure to connect with a message so I know who you are and where you're coming from and let me know that you came from Swipe Up Podcast. I would really appreciate that. You can also follow Swipe Up on TikTok. That's at Swipe Up Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram as well at Tyler Webb LLC. I post a lot of content similar to what you hear on this podcast there. I release a new podcast every Sunday night for your listening pleasure throughout the week. And if you have any topic suggestions, I'd also love to hear those. I, I cover a lot of things uh, regarding Instagram primarily, but we'll also take a step back and cover social media platforms at large. I'm really a geek for algorithms and for mindsets behind why you do certain things on social media. Our last week episode covered why I think everybody should be a theme page. That's where I got my start. If that's something you think you might be interested in, make sure to go listen. You are listening to the Swipe Up Podcast. This is season two, and I'll be back with episode three next week. Thank you guys so much for listening.